Good times here, everybody. Welcome to Joe's Disc Golf Podcast, the weekly show brought to you by me, your host, Joe. And even better, we've got plenty, plenty of things to talk about. We've got a slew of new discs approved, a new target approved, some really cool features added to U-Disc, some Elite Series updates, uh, a new appointee that you might have caught on the Daily Digest for the board of directors, and some upcoming A-Tier Plus events. I say plus, that includes National Tour, Pro Tour, uh, DGPT, uh, all those all those events that you and I would love to qualify for, but we'll probably never, ever qualify for. However, before we get started, now, oh man, updates, plenty of updates here. Oh, you ever have one of those weeks where, or even one of those days where nothing, it's a bad day, but nothing in particular, no one event, like, ah, uh, you know, my dog ran away, uh, that'd be a bad day, or uh, fender bender, got a car accident, that's a bad day. There's, I never had one of those specific moments, but I had a whole bunch of little things, if that makes sense, you know, these little things, I just, I can't put my finger on one specific thing at all that went wrong, but it was all these little things that just kind of added up and were like, ah, this is, this is not, yeah, that was, that was last week. I did not get out to disc golf at all. None whatsoever. And I was, I was so mad because the two nice days and I define nice as not windy, not raining and not snowing. doesn't matter how cold it is. The two nice days that I had out here, I had meetings. I had to take my cat to the vet. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. Just annual checkup. That turned out to be a nice day. And there was one other day where I had meetings and I, I could not get out to disc golf, unfortunately. Every other day that was free, it was 30 mile an hour winds, and I'm not even exaggerating. And there was also, uh, let's get this up here. There was also um, rain. Uh, it snowed one day, got like two inches of snow. Then the next day it melted, so everything turned into a swamp, and I just did not feel like playing disc golf in a swamp. We've all had those days. I'll, I will play in any condition for a tournament, but on my casual rounds like that, I know I'm not going to get anything out of it except frustration and dirty discs and dirty shoes, dirty pants, and just get covered in mud, and that's not what I was feeling. But... Oh, and on top of that, I never even really got out to practice my disc golf because, or practice my putting, because, unfortunately, well, we had those super windy days, so normally I go putt in the garage. Well, unfortunately, because of the weather conditions, I did not want to put my car out in the driveway out of the safety of the garage, because, let's face it, we spend thousands and thousands of dollars on our vehicles. And I'd prefer to keep mine looking good and not destroyed and in running condition. So I kept it in there and I did not get any putting done. So I already broke my first New Year's resolution last week. That did not take very long at all for you guys. That was within a couple days of that podcast coming out. But I, I had been doing it 
since the beginning of the year. So it, it's just been bad. Today, not looking so great. Yesterday, didn't happen. Super busy. Tomorrow, getting back at it. Definitely. The sun will come out tomorrow. Maybe. Actually, we got a lot of, we got nice storm. We survived the snowpocalypse here in northern Indiana. With the way they were talking on the Weather Channel, on all the local news, you would have thought end of days were here. It was the end. I, and come on, I'm I'm not intimidated by that. A little bit of snow, big whoop. I survived the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. I survived the great lockdown of 2020. I survived 2020, period. A little bit of snow, a little bit of ice, I'm going to be fine. That's That's not a big deal at all. I'm sure a lot of us are thinking the same thing. Although last night when I was watching a movie, the lights did flicker a few times. So I was getting a little nervous that I'd have to get the backup generator out and get that going. That would have been rough, to say the least. Anyway, who? let's get over. Let's get over here and let's let's talk about some of our topics little bit into this, and uh, I guess I should start talking about our topics here. What do we have up first? We have, there's our chat, PDGA disc approvals. We have one, two, three, four, five, six discs that have been approved by the PDGA. And since you guys enjoyed the little bit that I went into about Divergent Discs and what they did, I'm going into that. A little more now with this the first disc that we have approved and this is just going to be in chronological order that they're posted on the pdga website so i don't know there's no there's no bias there's nothing it's just pdga said hey this came out on this day this 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 next all right we're going so we have the orsis from lb sport loisir this is a French company. Uh, I couldn't find anything out about the discs. And searching for the company and clicking the link that they provided on Google that they provided to the disc returned a 404 error. So could not find anything. All I could find was the picture, the one single solitary picture that they posted along with their approval stuff for the PDGA. And unfortunately, from that picture, I could not get a lot of information. It, it came down to looking like a mid-range or a higher speed, like a low-speed mid-range. Kind of, you know, it's almost an oxymoron, but I'm talking like a four-speed, three-four speed, or a three-speed putter. I don't know. From the, the picture, it was mostly an overhead view, so you can't really tell much. It's, hey, look, here's this disc. Is it, well, because it's clear, you could probably tell that it is a fairway driver. But if you're just looking real quick, if the rim was a little thicker, if it was like, say, a nine speed, is that, just from a picture, is that a high-speed driver? Is that is that a slow high-speed driver? Yay, oxymorons. The English language is amazeballs. Or is it a fast fairway driver? Who knows? Don't know. Just from a picture, don't know. No numbers, no nothing, no stamps, nothing. However, you know, we'll see what happens there. 
Next, we have, for all of you people who've been through this, we've got 40,000 likes because we have Warhammer. Yes, I made a really nerdy reference there, and most of you probably went whoosh, right over your head. But we have the Warhammer from Black Zombie Disc Golf. Uh, again, another hard one to tell from the overhead picture. Going off the spec sheet, though, I would say that this is a putter. Now, you can look up the specs. It tells you all the nerdy stats about any disc that has been PDGA approved. It'll tell you the height of the dome right here. It'll tell you the thickness of the rim at this part. It'll tell you the distance in between rim to rim. It'll tell you the overall distance from the whole height. It'll tell you the weight. It'll tell you how flexible, how rigid it is. It'll tell you how thick the thickest part of the flight plate is, how thick the thickest part of the rim is, what angle attempt, not the angle, um, just kind of how it tapers off from all that fun, fun reading. And it is a boatload of fun if you like numbers with minimal context. The numbers indicate that it is most likely a putter. And that's why I am confused with the Orsus from LB Sports that it's it's hard to tell because right there, it's right at that crossover line where it could be a slow mid-range or a fast putter. I don't know. But now we've got my favorite animal. Absolutely favorite animal. I know the gazellus is a fantastic animal, but we're going with the jackalope from Mint Discs. Looking at the picture, you would assume that this is a high-speed driver. And you'd be right. Mint Discs is an Austin-based company. Uh, at the time of writing this, they have 14 people sponsored. That's a pretty sizable team right there. Uh, looking up a handful of their team, they look mostly like regional players. So uh, a lot of them, when I look, they're in Texas, um, like Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Re really regional players, which is, that's fine. That's great. Grow the sport. You don't want to try to grow a company like that and start with, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for Paul Macbeth. Well, you can't afford him. I'm sorry. Like even someone like Ezra, no discount to him, very talented disc golf player, does not have the background that Paul Macbeth does, does not have the name recognition yet of a Paul Macbeth or a Ricky Wysocki. So he would be a cheaper, using air quotes, cheaper pro. However, still going to be most likely out of the realm of what Mint Discs would be able to afford as a sponsorship. Or if they would sponsor him, he'd be the only sponsor. And that's just, that's not a good idea. If you're trying to grow a company, you want to get more eyeballs on your discs. So you want to get those 14 people, 14 regional players that will help reduce your shipping costs, of course, because you're not going all the way across the country. You're just staying within a relatively small region. Although, Texas is absolutely huge. Whoop, hit the microphone there. I lived in Texas for a little while and I drove seven hours almost straight south and still was seven hours from the border. And I wasn't even living as far north as you could live in Texas. And I was going straight to the border, uh, relatively speaking. But I digress. Uh, so yeah, you want to have those players there that'll help get more people interested in mint discs to 
play regionally. So you can sell more merch, get your discs to different TDs to get them out there as prizes, as CTPs, and all that fun stuff. The company has been around since 2015. They launched their first disc, no pun intended, in 2017. They have unique serial numbers on each one of their... Um, uh, sorry, uh, important text messages here. Uh, lost my train of thought, bringing it back. They have unique serial numbers on each one of their discs. So no matter what you buy, it'll have a couple letter code of whatever, like say the Jackalope, which would be JKP. I don't know. I'm making this up. And then it'll have how many of your numbers after this. Each one is unique to the disc. So you can always tell they know they have a whole list of what disc has what stamp and where it went. So that's a that's a really cool idea. I, I think that's a that's a pretty cool thing. Their focus, their mission statement is to focus on regional growth and community growth and production and all that stuff. Hence, all their pros are sponsored within a couple hundred miles, making it up their region. Next, we have The Nomad by Full Turn Discs. This one is based, uh, this was based on their spec sheet. This would be a fairway driver. Again, not a lot of great information. Brand new approved disc. You don't want to try to sell a disc that isn't approved yet because then people get mad. You try to play with it and that's an illegal disc. And then, you know, I get, I get why you're not trying to sell that ahead of time. And Dynamic Discs is really the only one that I've seen when they try to get their discs approved, put the promo have like the final stamp on there the dd logo with all the speed numbers and all that fun stuff on there so again going off by the spec sheet all those huge amazing numbers lists of numbers you can estimate that this is a high speed driver uh, the full turn company has been around since 2016 and they have collaborated with pro discus Dis P-R-O-D-U-S-C-U-S, to have their disc designed and made. And uh, what they're trying to do is they are, they collaborated with that company. Um, they are a Branson, Missouri-based uh, company and are passionate about growing the sport. Uh, if you look for a if you're looking for a second tier sponsorship so not your main sponsor this would be uh i'll use ezra again great example so ezra was originally sponsored by otb discs and that would be his second tier sponsor because he's now with uh discraft i keep wanting to say Discmania, or maybe it's just i'm so turned around with that i i confuse those two companies i know they're two different companies but no he's got the nuke so yeah discraft would be now his main sponsor and he would still be with otb as well he just has to throw obviously discraft because that's who his main sponsor is but he could get other stuff from otb like a bag like a grip bag let's say or an unbranded uh cart that I'm blanking on the 
I'm blanking on the the brands of the carts, but uh, something along those lines. Uh, so if you're looking for this, uh, they're open. You have to meet certain criteria. However, if you're interested, I go out there, go see. You might end up getting a sponsorship and get a couple bucks off a disc. And who doesn't love saving money on plastic? Because plastic gets expensive after a while. It really does. We now move on to our eco-friendly company, Hummingbird. The Hummingbird by Wild Discs. Based on the spec sheet, this would be a putter. Again, could also be a mid based on the spec sheet and the overhead shot used by the PDGA website. Really hard to tell. It's it's one of those things where I you know I really wish they had better shots. Like give me a give me an overhead shot, give me a profile shot, give me the underside of the disc. I want to see what that disc is packing under there. Just let me know. Give me an idea of what to expect. Really hoping I can figure that out. Visiting their red visiting their website does actually reveal some really good information, like this is actually a putter. In fact, they let you know that this is a neutral putter. This is a point and shoot. So whatever angle you put it on, it's really just going to hold that. It's not going to fade out at the end. It's not going to try to turn over, flip up, whatever. This company is a new company. It was founded in 2020. Good on them for opening a company in 2020. That is impressive. However, with the growth of disc golf in 2020, not surprised. I saw a stat that in, I want to say Norway... One of the Scandinavian countries, um, disc golf has exploded. And in the last, they said, they did a poll. Uh, people who've been playing two years or less were like 30%, roughly. Maybe, was it 30%? Yeah. And then of that 30%, I want to say 50 or 60% were first year players. So that is a huge chunk of new players playing within the last year that started in 2020 because, let's face it, what else can you do? If you're playing disc golf the right way, if you're playing disc golf normally, if you're playing like me and my buddies, you automatically social distancing and we just call it driving because we are all over the board. Sometimes, usually on a card of the three of us, me and my buddies, one guy will keep it straight. And the other two will just go off into the woods, off the fairway, somewhere else. So we're not really too worried about being too close to each other because that's just how we disc golf. Because we're, we're you know, we're amateurs. We're mid-tier amateurs that have some control issues. So Hummingbird Company, or sorry, Wild Disc Company, they are trying to be environmentally friendly. So if you like their discs, want to promote this message of being environmentally friendly and focus on growth of the sport, you can head over to their website and check out their discs and they have a disc golf family offer. Try to bring people in to help promote their plastic, throw their plastic and reach out in your community, do environmentally friendly things, cleaning up garbage, cleaning up parks, you know, making discs responsibly, all that fun stuff. See what they're all about. Go ahead, check them out. Finally, the last disc that I've been dreading trying to say. This is uh, from Nordisks, a Nordic company. This is the Sk 
Skegox, S-K-E-G-G-O-X. There were a lot of accent markings all over most of the letters that Microsoft Word, the English version, did not want to um, did not want to copy in there because, well, that's not that's not the that's not the version I have, and so it it kind of struggled. It was like, what the hell are these letters? I don't know. Anywichu, from the picture and the spec sheet, this is a stable mid-range. At a speed 5, glide 5, turn 0, fade 2.5. This is their first PDGA-approved discs. And it sounds like a pretty stable fairway drive, or mid, sorry. Fairly stable. Um, it is, sounds like it's going to glide pretty far, but when it dumps... It's going to go, 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 and I'm done. Hard left turn when it's done. Nordisks was founded by Jorn Adar. I am sorry for butchering your name. I really apologize. He has, is a family man with an extra heart for disc golf, so I think he's also a time lord. He's got two hearts, and he probably regenerates. Who knows? But if you're interested in any of those discs, you can head over to the PDGA website, look them up. You can look up all those discs individually from those different creators, those different brands, and just see if you like any of them. Who knows? You might find something you like. I'm trying to get my hands on as many discs as possible so I can try them out, test them, throw them, come up with a spreadsheet of all the discs that I can get my hands on and go, if you like the this, you'll like the this, and it'll be like this. Trying to get all that information out there, who knows? They all mostly focus on one plastic type that, you know, it might not, it might not be that great for you. Moving on, now, after you buy all those new discs, you need something to throw them at. Well, Rad, R-A-D, just created the Birdie Light. This is a new lightweight disc golf target. It has 12 outer chains and 12 inner chains. Here's the kicker, though. You cannot buy this unless you live in Australia. And I guess you can buy it if you live in the United States, if you're willing to pay like $5,000 in shipping to ship something that, yes, it's the light version, but that's still going to put it at like 40 pounds. 40, 50 pounds, and to ship that from Australia to the U.S. is just that postage is insane. I studied abroad in Australia, and to send a postcard 10 years ago, to send a postcard cost like two bucks to go from where I was staying in the Melbourne area to Chicago. A postcard, a little sheet of paper that doesn't weigh anything. It weighs, what, 10 grams? 15 grams? Shoot, let's just say it weighs 100 grams. Now imagine how much weight, how many grams, no way to know, unknown, that would be in for a disc golf basket, even the lightweight version. So you're not going to get this outside of Australia. But all you Australian viewers, listeners, friends, family, you can go out and get one from Rad. Red is the premier disc golf course design company in the Southern Hemisphere. They've been in business for over 20 years. If you live 
in or near Australia, check them out. I'm sure if you're in New Zealand, shipping rates would be cheaper. Fiji, Philippines, South Korea. You're probably not getting anything in or out of North Korea. China's probably got their own uh, version of that. They probably already copied it and made it, although probably not PDGA approved. Anyway, Chu, so if you like that, go ahead and check that out. Good job. Good on you, Rad. Now, let's get on to our title topic here. The topic you've been waiting about this entire time. A new UDisk feature, because we all love UDisk. If you're a PDGA member, you get UDisk for free. That's right. You don't have to pay anything for UDisk. You get that fantastic app. It is, it's something I've been using to track my score for quite a while. Why? Paste and go. Okay. And it's it's just a fantastic app. So, uh, with UDisk, you can track a whole bunch of different things here. You can track your score, your circle one percentage, your circle two percentage, your fairway hits, bogeys, birdies, all that fun jazz. You can map out your distances. You can go, oh, wow, I... I, I hit a new personal best. I threw that 378 feet and two inches. Now it doesn't go down to the inches, but you you get the idea. You've probably used UDisk, and if you haven't, there is a free version. It doesn't have quite as many features, but it does have a lot of great features. You can check everything. It can do most everything except scoring, like um, multiple people at the same time. Like it won't share. So if you have the pro version, one of the cool things that the pro version can do is one person can keep track of your score and then it'll go out to everybody when it's done, when you finished your round, so you get your stats. If you don't have that, then it just stays on whoever tracked that. It'll be theirs, unless you take a screenshot and just send it to them. And who's got time for that? That that takes like five minutes. And who's got time for five minutes worth of stuff like that? So UDisk does have some new features here. Let's uh, let's do this. Boom, right there. This new feature, you no longer have to just say, you no longer can say that there are no pictures on a scorecard because UDisk definitely has pictures. How many times have you gone, yeah, I made that, uh, I missed that 30-foot putt, but, uh, you know, between me and the basket was a redwood how many times have you had that where you're like, yeah, I missed a circle one putt, but it was physically impossible to make? Or did you see that circle two putt I made? It went over the bushes, under the trees, over the river and through the woods to grandmother's basket. Yeah, we've got that. We can now see roughly what's going on because you can add that picture in there. This release came out on January 19th. Unfortunately, that was the same day that this podcast goes up, so I missed it. You can now map your shots. You can track all of your shots on the UDisk app uh, as long as, now here's a little bit of a uh, little caveat here, the course map has to be uploaded already. So if there's no course map, you can't track your shots with the GPS like this. Now what you can do, as you can see in the image that I have up here, this is straight from the UDisk app. 
This is straight from their website, udisc.com. Go ahead, go over there. It's one of their popular blog posts because really cool, really cool information here. You can just long hold on the map and it'll drop a pin. Much like if you've ever tried to map it, you can kind of drag it around and move it exactly where you think it landed. Even better, you can zoom into circle two or circle one and really just drop that pin and go, yes, this is right where I was. This is exactly where it was. So I know I made a 22 foot putt rather than you got your zero to 11, you got your 11 to 22 and 22 to 33. So it just automatically averages that. So you got a 27 footer or you got that uh, five footer, six footer, or you got that 16. There's no real like, yes, this is exactly how I did it. Now you can. All you have to do is tap and hold, like I said, and it'll drop a pin. After that, you can zoom in even more and place it in a more precise location. So it's it's really great. And you can even zoom in on circle two, circle one, really, 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 really tight there and get as accurate as you want to do. And deleting a throw is as easy as just removing part of the score like you normally would. You just hit the minus sign. All gone. Done. This will help generate way more stats of your fairway hits, of your distances, of all that fun stuff. They also subtly hinted, which let's see if I can find that right here. They may roll out new features right here based on this, new statistics based on this, which they definitely will because why wouldn't they? Duh. And if you didn't catch that at the bottom there, you can always send them pictures of your scorecard. You can post a picture of just the hole or the full card like you normally would before. And you can share them at UDiscap. They're on Twitter and Instagram. And use the hashtag MapMyScore. So I have a link in the description on YouTube and it'll be on the podcast. And you will be able to just download and do this and go ahead and do it. Now, we do have um, a little update here. Jeff Hungerford. I don't know why I transitioned away from this. Jeff Hungerford was appointed to the PDGA Board of Directors. Um, he is a PDGA number 688. He has been with the PDGA for a long, long time. He's from Louisville, Colorado, and will fill the remaining term for Will Schustrich's um, spot, who resigned December 31st, which from what I understand, um, they're still having some issues with uh, their child, and go ahead, and the GoFundMe is still up, so if you haven't donated, please go consider doing that, even a couple dollars. Um, Hungerford uh, served for four years as the PDGA senior committee. And when he was running for the board of elections, his platform was threefold. He wanted to grow the women's game, which I agree, and increase media coverage, which I believe they're doing a great job of that this year. Could it be better? Yeah, but we're still growing. And what it has done over the last two years, even has just been phenomenal with media coverage. And finally, he wants to create a PDGA seniors tour, 
I think that's a good idea too, because there are some pretty talented seniors out there for disc golf and they will, uh, they'd be fun to watch. I mean, the, uh, PGA also has a seniors tour and that's fun to watch. Those guys may not be able to hit the ball as far or throw the disc as far, but their accuracy, their mindset, the things you can learn from their wisdom, absolutely phenomenal. And I'd love to go out and catch some of these guys. They may not bomb it like Simon Lazat, but they would give him a run for his money just based on accuracy. So I think that is a great, great option there. And I think that's that's about all I have to say for that. I, I wish uh, Jeff the best out there. I hope that some of his stuff gets implemented here. I hope he can really make a good impact. He's got some big shoes to fill, but hey, he'll be able to do it. Now, 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 we've got the 2021 Elite Series update. Currently, the Disc Golf Pro Tour is confirming that the Las Vegas Challenge is still happening. At this time, at the time of recording, at the time of researching, there are no spectators and no caddies. Now, this can change. We don't know. Um, it's still pretty far out, so who knows? Uh, the PDGA is also, the national tour is also confirming that it's going to start the Texas at the Texas State Disc Golf Championship in Tyler, which... If you've not been to Tyler, Texas, it's a fun place. I've been there several times, lived there for a little while. Disc golf was not as big, unfortunately, when I lived there, but they still had some really cool courses, some really challenging courses, and so they, they didn't have anything national tour level, but oh man, fun stuff out there. I highly recommend you get out there, but it is too way too early for them to make a call if this event is going to happen or not, or if they're going to allow caddies or spectators or anything like that. As they did in the 2020 season, the PDGA and DGPT, Disc Golf Pro Tour, will monitor the situation state by state, location by location, venue by venue. Policies may change to fit, change to fit whatever the location criteria is. So the location criteria in Nevada versus Texas Two different things. So who knows? You may be able to do one thing. You might have caddies at Las Vegas, but you can't have a caddy at Texas. But who knows at this time? It's still way too early. We have no idea what's going on. What they do is that six weeks before the event, they assess the local organization's committee. They Yeah, the committee. Uh, they assess them and see if they're whether or not they can continue whether or not they just need to call it now, and they assess the local COVID levels. So does it, can it still happen now? Yes, no, cool. If the answer is yes, then at two weeks out, they will determine what phase the event will operate at. This will be their best guess. So at two weeks, if it's looking really crappy, then guess what? No spectators, no caddies, no extra people. Even if the numbers change day of or two days before or whatever at two weeks out. If it looks good, it's going to be good. As a side note, the DGPT all-star weekend has moved. It is now February 20th. This will be hosted at Fountain Hills disc golf club. 
no caddies, no spectators, but it will be live on the Disc Golf Network. So if you don't have the Disc Golf Network, head over there, subscribe to them. Good stuff, lots of coverage. And if you're a PDGA member, you get uh, 50% off, I think. Don't quote me exactly on that one, but you will get a decent chunk of change off a yearly subscription. They have tons of content, not just live stuff like that. They have different podcasts. They're missing out on clearly the best podcast here. Clearly, they need me over on the DGPT. So if we could work on that, that'd be great. You know, disc golf is awesome. I love disc golf. The disc golf network is awesome. However, with um, it being February 20th at the time of recording, that's still a month away, more information will come out closer to the event. Finally. Actually, not finally. Disc review time. Da, 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 da. We have the Dynamic Disc Vandal, which you saw me hold up earlier. The Dynamic... I dropped it. I got a case of the dropsies. Um, might as well call me an NFL wide receiver. Hey-oh. Anyway, the Dynamic Disc Vandal is a very surprising disc in my bag. If you know anything about my bag, what's in my bag, you can go check that out on my YouTube page of my In the Bag. I will be updating it. My bag has changed a little bit, not too much, but for the most part, I have things like the Justice, very overstable. Emac Truth, pretty stable. In my bag, that's considered understable for the most part. I have a Lucid X Chameleon Sheriff. Sheriff is not that overstable, but the Lucid X and Chameleon make it more overstable. I have the Gladiator, which is kind of like the boss, so overstable. I have a Stiletto, which is a meat hook. I have had the Criminal. I don't have the Criminal anymore, but I have a Felon. I have an Explorer, which is neutral-ish. So then when you see something like the Vandal in my bag, you're going, what's wrong with you? Did you hit your head? You got to watch out for those low-hanging branches as you're walking from tree to tree, as you're walking around the course there. No, I did not hit my head on a tree. I've always had this brain damage. I was born this way. Actually, no, when I was three, I tried to stand up under an oak table. It didn't go well, but I did lift the table up a little bit and got a free trip to the emergency room. And by free, I mean it was free to me. If you think I'm lying, this is not that it's no, it, it was true. You can ask my parents. Probably explains why I am the way I am. Anyway, you, we've got the Vandal. It is a speed seven glide five. Sorry, speed nine glide five. Turn minus 1.5, fade 2. Fairly straight shooter. So what do I use this for? This is my turnover disc. If I need to get out of trouble, there have been times where I have been pressed up against the wood lines and I need to go to the right. I'm a forehand player. So, hey, just forehand out there and yeah, you're good to go. Well, I'm pressed up against the woods and there's absolutely no way that I can get a forehand shot off so I need to do a big old sweeping turnover backhand. And this disc is great because it holds that line for so long. It is perfect for it. It just, it goes up, it holds, it turns, turns, turns. And as it starts coming down, it flattens out and basically just lands straight down. 
I've thrown that shot a couple times in tournaments, and I've gotten this disc to just fly and land perfectly flat down right next to the basket. Um, I wish I could say that was due to years of practice and knowing the game intimately and being very familiar with my discs, but it was a lot of luck. Now, for slower speed arms, this is a stable disc. It's going to be great. If you are someone who doesn't quite have the arm speed for a distance driver, I would recommend checking out this one, the Vandal. This would be your stable, potentially overstable disc, depending on your arm speed. You could also check out the Explorer, which is a great beginner-friendly disc as well. The amount of glide on this disc, disc will help just let it go and cruise for a long time. It's a great disc. Uh, I have it in the Lucid Plastic, so it's a little more overstable. It's pretty firm. I like the way the Lucid Plastic feels. I know people have said that once it gets wet, they don't like the way Lucid Plastic feels. But I like it. It is way more durable than, say, Prime Plastic. And that's your trade-off there. Now, if it's a rainy, wet day and you don't like that, go out, get the Prime Plastic. It's going to be about the same. However, the grip is going to be way better. Your trade-off there is you've got the grip. You've got great grip, but your durability just goes to the toilet. It's just, it's gone. It's, it's absolutely destroyed. So try not to hit too many trees with it. It is something that I've also been forehanding. I've thrown this as a roller disc, and I think it's a pretty good roller disc. It will hold that line. It'll roll for quite a while. Great disc. Um, go ahead, check that out at dynamicdisc.com. This is the 2019 Trilogy Challenge stamp, and go ahead, check that out. Finally, here, upcoming A-Tour Plus, A-Tier Plus events. I say the plus because this involves the National Tour, the Pro Tour, all those different things. On February 6th and 7th, we have an A-Tier, the... Next Gen Disc Golf Tour premiere in Appling, Georgia. That is happening there. The sad news here, uh, for all you people who are looking to get out on a Valentine's Day, the February 13th and 14th, that weekend, the A-Tier, the Gulf Coast Charity Open, has been canceled due to COVID issues. However, if you're still looking to go to a pretty sizable disc golf tour a disc golf a tier that same weekend we have the victoria open in victoria texas so a bit of a drive a bit of a haul from the florida area to texas but doable on february 25th through the 28th we have the las vegas challenge the disc golf pro tour las vegas challenge held in las vegas nevada can't wait to see the coverage for that one. Can't wait to see all these guys. I hope Simon's elbow is feeling a lot better. Being a sports medicine guy myself, I wish he would have gone and taken care of that sooner, but uh, I could say that about any one of my athletes. Any one of them. Same weekend, we also have the Las Vegas Challenge A-tier tournament. So... You can go, well, you can't go and watch, but if you're part of that championship, if you're part of that uh, A tier, you have a chance to go ahead and um, get that. You can go play there and check out all the fun stuff that they have going on there. It looks like a really cool course. That is one of those bucket list things that when I make it big is a 
pro podcaster here, podcasting about the very niche difficult market that is slightly oversaturated, I'm going to break through. I'm going to make it. I will go out there and I will play that course. If you want any more information, I have a link in the description below with the PDGA, the document for every single tour, every single A tier, and that's through the end of 2021, which towards the end of 2021 in September, we have the Three Rivers Open, September 3rd through the 5th. I believe that's that that's that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have the A tier pro side. Now, the weekend before, August uh, 25th and 6th, I believe it is, we have the A uh, B tier. And if you go ahead and compete in that, if you are the number one in MA1, you get a free entry into the pro side. So come out, come compete. Registration is not open yet, but it will be in the next couple months. I will keep pushing that. You can always donate too. We have whole sponsorships and that is 50 bucks a whole. We have higher level sponsorships. If you want to do that, that'd be great. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Joe's Disc Golf, and I can get you that information. Anywichu, as a side note, speaking of being a sports medicine professional, and that I have a master's degree in sports medicine, uh, specifically kinesiology, I decided that grow the sport means more than just getting more people out here or getting more women to play or anything like that. It also means that we need to get more research into it. I think what Danny uh, is doing with breaking down form and doing all that and trying to teach and coach form, he is an expert in the field. He, he is doing a fantastic job. What I want to do is take it to the next step as having a strong anatomy background, a kinesiology background. I want to break down each segment of the disc golf throwing motion so we can better research, better understand the forces going on at all the joints to better rehab and better train. I think what Disc Golf Strong is doing is great. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name who's in charge of it. I don't disagree with anything he has done. I think what we can do what I can do is take what he instinctively knows and just goes, all right, you're doing this. So you need to do this, this, and this exercise. That's great. I want to break it down to these specific muscles and what we can do on a smaller level, what we can do to better improve the sport, better break down the sport, better training for the sport research, and just get out there. I am nerding out hardcore but this is something else that we need to do to grow the sport. Tell me that the people in that do this for the NBA, the NFL, the PGA, any other sport, tell me that doesn't help. You're wrong if you say it does not help. It does help. So coming back from this tangent, I will have more to come. This is a long project. I have broken it down into several phases into the pre-X steps. So whatever you're doing before that, your walk up, your run up, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Your pre-X step to your X step to your reach back to your acceleration, 
which comes up to the power pocket, which then goes to the release point and then your follow through. So I want to see what's going on with the muscles in all those different phases, how that breaks down from head to toe. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. And hopefully I'll be able to get some more content out about that. So to kind of wrap things up here, we talked about a whole bunch of different discs that were released and mint disc seems pretty cool. Uh, the hummingbird is an interesting idea from um, the wild discs uh, company and their pledge to be more eco-friendly and how to be more environmentally friendly. Fantastic stuff there with uh Jeff taking over Will's spot in the PDGA board. I think he's going to bring a lot of experience to the position. And I think he's going to do some great things with the time he has. I think that this is going to be an exciting 2021 in the disc golf world. Just a gut feeling that I have. I can't put a finger on it as to exactly why I think that. But I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. So thank you all for watching. If you have not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I'm also on Twitch, so you can watch this on YouTube or Twitch. You can follow me there, ring that bell for notifications, turn on notifications, follow me. It's a good time. Post a lot of stuff there. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Joe's Disc Golf. You can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joe's Disc Golf, or you can go and catch me at joesdiscgolf.com. If you're listening to this on the audio form, thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening to this from, please go ahead and hit that follow button. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate and review. Thank you all for watching. I hope you all have a great week. Hope you all survived the snowpocalypse like I did. And I can't wait to talk to all of you next Tuesday. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to y'all later.